Welcome to Sam's Business Growth Show. I'm Sam Dunning, a digital marketing, sales, and business growth evangelist. Tune in and subscribe today as I'll be interviewing business leaders, experts, and entrepreneurs from around the globe. You'll be learning their story, how digital marketing has helped them along the way, and exclusive tips and insights to help you skyrocket your own business. And welcome back to a fresh episode of Sam's Business Growth Show. I'm excited to be joined by Max Altula today. Max is the founder of Sales Hacker, the largest online resource for B2B salespeople across the globe. In 2018, Sales Hacker was actually acquired by Outreach, the leading sales engagement platform, and Max was installed as a VP of marketing. He's written two books on sales, hacking sales, and sales engagement, and even a book on career building, career hacking. Max, a very warm welcome, sir. How are you doing? Oh, doing great. great uh, glad to be here. Thanks for having me on. Cool, man. So really looking forward to this one. I was saying just before we hit record, Max, I think you're the ideal guest for the show as uh, you've built up a successful digital business. You're you're big on sales and you're big on business and marketing. So there's so many different tips, so many, so many angles we could take. We've probably talked for about two hours, but we'll try and keep it condensed to 30, 40 minutes a day. Yeah. Um, so what's going to be really interesting is if we, if we can actually talk a bit about your story, first of all, because you've got such an interesting one. And if we could learn really how, how and why you set up Sales Hacker and how you, how you grew it to be, to be so successful, man. I'm really interested to learn. And I'm sure there's plenty that you can share with our, our audience today, sir. Yeah, definitely. I probably, probably set it up for the same reason that you set up this podcast. I, I wanted to um, – I, I was doing some hacky stuff. Uh, in, in our sales process at an early stage company um, at the time called Udemy, which is an online education marketplace. We were a uh, seed stage startup, you know, less than 10 employees. Now it's a multi-billion dollar company, but we needed to do more with less. We need to figure out ways to generate more revenue using less resources. because We didn't have the resources. We didn't have the headcount. We didn't have the money. We didn't have the technology, all that kind of stuff. So ended up hiring a team of virtual assistants in the Philippines um, to be our SDRs, set them up with one of the early sales engagement platforms that no longer exists called ToutApp, and built this process that was extremely hacky but worked. And other founders and VCs caught wind of this, and uh, I ended up in many, many meetings with um, with other sales teams, kind of teach them how to do the same thing, and then I realized, wow. There are a lot of people who want to learn about this, you know, right? Okay. Podcast and business growth to to teach people what you know you didn't have, the resources you didn't have, the stories you didn't have when you were building your business. It was the same thing for me. I, I built Sales Hacker to show people kind of all the hacky stuff that was available to them, um, you know, that, that they had nowhere else to find out about it with. So um, started off as a, a conference, first conference in San Francisco at 300 people. Uh, went from there to a global conference series. We did London, we did New York, San Francisco, and then global meetups. Uh, we did 32 cities across five continents. And um, and then um, launched our digital programs, webinars. Uh, we have content, we have podcasts, the Sales Hacker Podcast, the Sales Engagement Podcast. Um, so multi-million dollar revenue business and, um, and ended up uh, getting acquired by uh, outreach, which at the time was valued at half a billion dollars, and um, now is probably four or five times that. So um, it's it's been a, a a fun journey, but you know, I was I was scratching my own itch, so to speak. You know, and I was um, 
you know, kind of giving back. You know, and that's been my kind of life's work to to give back to the sales profession. And um, you know, I wrote my my second book, Career Hacking for Millennials, to do just that. You know, I did it in a completely weird way to to kind of run a a, a career uh, or a path. And uh, you know, it's kind of hacky in in its own right. So wanted to cool, share my experience. Yep. Awesome. So let's dive into that a bit deeper. So yeah, just just like you said, like I, I started the show to kind of scratch my own itch for, for something that I wanted to give, to give back to the community and yeah. talk a bit about what I know and basically learn from people smarter than myself. So let's let's learn. I mean, it sounds like when when was it you first started Sales Hacker Max? Uh, 2013. 2013. Awesome. So Let's learn a bit because Sales Hack is such an awesome resource. Like we know, it's the world's largest resource now for B2B salespeople. But when you first started, Max, you talked about that you, you, you brought conferences to London and all around the globe, all these different areas. But how did you first bring on board the people that were creating content? Let's, let's t- tell us a bit more about how you actually got people on board to, to bring that content, and how you brought it to market and grew it. Yeah, um, I started writing most of the content myself based off the stuff that we were doing in our own sales process. Um, once we threw our first conference, uh, you know, I just kind of went through our immediate network and said, you know, we, we, we had, we actually, I'll rewind a little bit. We started off as an invite only meetup in San Francisco. So only invite people who add value, who are doing like really hacky stuff in their own sales process. That group went from four to 20 people over the course of a year. So we really did only invite people who added value. It wasn't like a meetup for meetup's sake. and like, let's just blow this thing up we heavily curated it. So by the time we did a conference, we had some really unique people in the room and it was really easy for us to throw a, a conference together with some incredible speakers. So we had Jason Lemkin who had started um, EchoSign and sold them to Adobe. Um, we had Matt Cameron, who was the head of global sales at Yammer, which at the time just got acquired by Microsoft. We had Armando Mann, the VP of sales at Relate IQ which was right before their acquisition to Salesforce for like $400 million. Uh, we had Doug Landis, who was the um, head of sales productivity at Box and previously, uh, I think Google and maybe Salesforce before that. So we had some like in- incredible speakers uh, for this first event. We repurposed content from the conference uh, to the online publication. And then as we started to, uh, add more content to the site, we had more people raise their hands like, oh, I have something to share. They'd come inbound, we put them on. Um, So it kind of like laddered up. And the more people we got in the audience, the bigger name people would want to share more. So now like we have a podcast that gets somewhere between like 12 and 15,000 downloads per episode. And because we have so many downloads, we're able to get like a higher level of person to come on the show. So you kind of have to like ladder up as you grow a media company where it's like, you know, you, you see, you kind of try and get the best talent you can get for your audience size. And then as you get that talent, that talent brings more audience. Once you have more audience, then you can start pitching people that are a little bit, you know, bigger and trying to get them on. And we've had Dan Pink and Annie Duke and uh, Chris Voss on the show, which are like best selling awesome. authors. They charge $50,000. Just, just read his book. So good. Never split the difference. Enjoy yeah. it. Yeah. So, you know, they, they charge a lot to, to speak at conferences, but, you know, they don't charge us to, to come on the podcast because we have such a great audience. So, 
Yeah, it's just, it sounds like me starting, Max, actually. When I first started the podcast, I was kind of scratching around to see who I could get on. And then once yeah. I had a few great guests, I started getting inquiries inbound. So now, just like you say, you get messages of people that want to come on the show, which is obviously really nice and just, just helps you speed things along. So, all right, you, you did an invite-and-only event. You Like you say, you've got top sales leaders from top companies across the globe. And it sounds like it, it kind of grew from there, really. So you started throwing all these events. The events gave you content that you could repurpose for the site all different forms of content and from there it kind of snowballed it sounds like was, yeah. was that the process all along max or is there anything else you could share with us and which has actually enabled you to grow both the digital side of the business and acquire sponsors and and all sorts that actually helped you drive revenue and then lead to, to selling the business yeah there was no uh I, i'd love to tell you how this whole thing planned out but i i didn't i kind of went into this um you know really early in my career, young kid, didn't know how to build a business like this. I was 24, 25 at the time when I, when I started sales hacker. Um, so I kind of just went in and I was like, all right, well, first conference made a, a lot of money, you know, for me, it's all relative, but for me at the time, you know, coming from a startup salary, it was a lot of money. It was more than I made annually at my previous company. Wow. Okay. So like, oh, there's a business here. I'll try one in New York, see if it's just as successful. And it was. And when I had originally, you know, even tried to do New York, I was like, yeah, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll try this. I'll try this business for a year. And worst case scenario, I just come out like super well connected with a brand sure. space. Best case scenario, it like becomes a real business and we, we figure out other things to do. So we did the New York conference right before we did the New York. Con so the, so the San Francisco conference was, Fall of 2013, the New York conference is spring of 2014, right? Like a month before the New York conference, we launched the publication. So this, the sales hacker uh, blog and site. Okay. And then right after the New York conference, one of our sponsors came up to us and said like, hey, this is great, but we don't want to wait until the next conference to do something with you guys. Can we do like a, can we do like a monthly or bi-monthly meetup in New York? I said, okay, let's do it. And they also had an office in San Francisco. So we did a alternating New York and San Francisco meetup. And then I started making money off the meetups. So the first two meetups made like five and seven K each really took no extra effort to set up on our part. And I didn't need really any extra resources. So I was like, oh, okay, this is interesting. Like, I wonder if there's a way to scale this out. So we went to scaling the meetups. Um, we ended up, um, we ended up doing the Saster annual for Jason Lemkin. We ran logistics okay. for that for two years. So that like padded some revenue for us and also helped us with credibility. Uh, we also did uh, a, a conference, a joint conference with Salesforce, which, you know, is another thing that put us on the map big time and, uh, and, and kept growing the audience. And some of the best advice I ever got was from Jason Lemkin uh, from Saster. And I was kind of like, I don't know where to go with this. I don't know where to take this. And he was like, just grow. Like, what would you do if you, you know, what's your list size? Oh, you know, 20 or 30 K is like, what would you do if you had a, a list of a hundred thousand? It's like, oh, wow. A lot of possibilities were up above for me. So it was like, yeah, just get there. So we ended up doubling down on SEO. We hired uh, this guy, Gaetano from pipe drive, who was like an SEO. Great guy. I had him on the show a little while back. Yeah. Phenomenal. Um, at what he does and, uh, grew. And we grew to 80,000 subscribers um, when we got acquired. Now we're 175,000 or so 
uh, something like that. So, um, yeah, I never really had a plan. I just kind of was like, all right, let's, let's, let's follow this and, and see what doors open and, um, stay flexible. And, uh, you know, going, I, there are probably lots of things I would have done differently. I need to, I'd probably sit down and, and, you know, write a whole book on it one day. But, um, I, I think, you know, got me where it, it got me to a great outcome. And, uh, and, and even selling the business was like, you know, a whole process in itself. Yeah, it'd be interesting to talk about that in a sec. Um, before we get to that, there's a couple of points I'd love to discuss a bit further. So obviously events was one of the core foundations of the business. Um, have you got any tips, Max, for anyone that's actually thinking, obviously right now face-to-face -face physical events are pretty much a no-go, but yeah. plenty of virtual events going it. on. Yeah, I was going to say don't do it. Um, no, <laughs> events are a headache yep. and they're really tough. And we saw the writing on the wall um, – so right around the same time as we had that, like, what would you do with 100,000 subscribers uh, conversation with Jason? I think what it was getting to me and the reason why I was, I was kind of lost was we had a good events business. It was making money. But I saw the window shrinking. Like every – so typically companies do customer conferences. So there's always been things like Dreamforce and – you know, Marketo's conference, uh, Marketing Nation or whatever, Marketo Nation and Inbound and things like that. But five, six years ago, that was only reserved for like really big companies. You, like those were the only ones who did like real customer conferences. Okay. Now that these companies are so heavily ventured back, venture backed, they're doing those earlier in their existence. So kind of toward the toward like 2017, towards the end of running, you know, Sales Hacker Standalone, we were seeing that all, all the companies in our space were also doing their own conferences. So conferences were getting saturated. It was getting harder for us to differentiate. It was getting harder for us to um, make money. And it was getting harder for us to sell tickets because if you're an attendee, you're like, well, I can go to your conference or I can go to these like, three other vendor led conferences, it's really hard to differentiate. Cause like they can go get the same speakers we can get and they can lose a million dollars on their conference. We had to make money. It's really hard to compete in a space when you have to make money and the other person can lose a lot of money. So, you know, they can go get Taylor Swift to do the after party and, you know, Shaquille O'Neal to be the keynote <laughs> speaker, you know, or Michelle Obama or whatever and serve sushi for lunch. Like, you know, that, that's, that's, that gets hard to compete with when salespeople are like, oh, and the rest of the speakers are the same. So cool. we, we were kind of like, okay, well, we got to pivot out of this in-person business uh, to virtual events. So we were one of the first ones to do like really successful virtual events in the sales space. We do um, really successful webinars. We started charging for those to sponsors, but not to attendees. We had pretty strict rules for our sponsors. So it didn't feel like it was like one big pitch a thon. It still had to be edutainment. So, you know, educational, entertaining content um, in the sales space. And that worked really well for us. And we got out of events, which besides for being highly competitive, undifferentiated, and, um, you know, just a pain in the ass, like they're hard to pull off. They are, um, they're a heavy lift, unpredictable, just all sorts of headaches. So getting out of that space was just way better for my stress stress levels in, in general. 
I was going to say with um, with so many now, especially like you say, you, you did it early. So you were kind of ahead of the curve before Corona hit. And uh, I can imagine now it's, it's even more so of a headache trying to organize a decent webinar, get paid sponsors, get decent guests and then get a, a decent amount of attendees yeah. to, to sign up. Um, with all, all the noise that's going on, I'd imagine it's quite a task. Yeah, it was um, it was a, it was a lot. It was a lot to do. That's for sure. And it got, I think, it got tiring and exhausting towards the end there too. It's like, okay, you know, another year of this. Where, where do we go from here? What's the next evolution of this business? So, kind of a good segue into into selling the business. If you want to go into that next. Yeah, just before we do, I'd love to talk about. So we'd, we'd like to take the angle of digital marketing here on the show. Um, and being a, a huge lover of SEO, it's actually how we get daily inbound leads ourselves at WebChoice and what we do for our clients in their relevant industries to, to get them daily leads. Um, it'd be interesting to know your strategy. I know Gatano, when he came on, he, he talked to us a little bit about it. But why did you decide to take the SEO angle? How did you attack it? Obviously, you're, you're a big marketer, Max. So it'd be interesting to hear your take. Yeah, and I, I can let the Gaetano conversation go into the nitty gritty because, you know, he was the, he was pulling all the strings and he was the, the GM of the day to day of, of that business. But, um, you know, when we said we had that, that conclusion that we drew, which was, okay, let's get to a hundred thousand subscribers. And then that opens up all sorts of doors for us around the same time. We were also seeing success with webinars and we were charging for those webinars. So we saw a business where we could do a lot of digital education, online education. And if we had the numbers, it opened up all those doors to figure out all those different business lines. So like I said, we were trying to figure out how to get out of in-person events. The only way to do that, you know, safely is to have a large enough subscriber base that you can start testing digital things on. So being able to test webinars and podcasts and virtual events, but also like online courses and mastermind groups and things like that, you know, could have been something we try. And, you know, what if you wanted to do a $10,000 a year, you know, YPO type or 10X CEO type mastermind or Tony Robbins type mastermind, but for like the top salespeople? Well, if you run that program and you have 100,000 subscribers and you need to fill that program up, what's well, a lot easier with a lot more people in your database than, you know, with, with only 20,000. So if you're going to take leaps like that, you have to have the the database to sell to. You have to have the TAM to sell to that you feel like you'll be successful. And so we were kind of gearing up to pivot the business and, uh, and and building up that list was like the way to do it. So that's why we decided, okay, let's, we got to hire uh, a content and SEO person and, and go to work. And that would open up a lot of different opportunities for us. So it was, it was one of those things where we saw the, 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 the walls closing in on in-person events, and we were, we had to make a, a a large shift. And Gaetano was, you know, the most expensive person I had hired at that point. It was, you know, a role that um, wasn't necessarily core to our current revenue stream. So it was a big risk, but it paid off big time. And and you know, he was he did a lot lot for the business for sure. And I think it, you know it all worked out for him too because he. Uh, Went from an SEO guy to a you know head of demand gen at a, a fairly large company and built his brand off it, and he's he's done some great work since too. Excellent, no good stuff. And is SEO something you'd recommend, Max, to any business 
that's looking to up traffic, up inquiries, up leads or sales? Yeah, I would say, you know, if those are your goals, yeah, I, it's tough to give a generalization, you know, some guidance like, oh, SEO is for everyone. I'm not sure if it is, but if that's, if those are your, your, you know, kind of baseline goals, then yeah, sure. Cool, man. All right, let's, let's move on a bit. Let's, let's learn a bit how, how the acquisition came about. When was it you got to the point of, oh, it's, it's time to sell? Did you, did you have offers on the table? Talk us a bit through the strategy and how it came about. So we had really good relationships with all of our sponsors, which are all potential acquirers. So, you know, we had conversations with like, you know, HubSpot and LinkedIn about what it would look like. Um, they didn't get super far, but they were at the right levels. But we were at this point where, okay, now we got digital going. We made the pivot, but it wasn't, it wasn't a big enough pivot. It was a great pivot. It was, it was definitely big enough to like keep revenue coming, expand margins and, you know, keep the business really in business um, and lowered a lot of stress, which was great. But it wasn't, you know, we were kind of at a plateau in revenue. It's like, how do we 10x this business? What is our, what is, what is our quickest way or most um, obvious way to do that? And thinking through that, it became clear that the only way to do it was to potentially cannibalize what we already had, which was scary, risky, and and it would take you know, two or three years to figure out if, if we were on the right track. And that meant, you know, building things like those mastermind groups, paid communities, all that type of stuff. And I was just kind of like, okay, th this, this seems like a long, hard slog to do. So we started having acquisition conversations. And what I did was I built a spreadsheet of all the potential acquirers and there were three buckets of potential acquirers for a business like ours. There were SaaS companies who would acquire us for the community. There were um, uh, research and advisory and training and consulting firms uh, that would buy, uh, buy us for the community. So those would be like the Foresters, the Gartners, the Winning by Designs, the, uh, the you know those types of companies. Um, and then the last bucket was like trade show companies and uh and like private equity growth stage um informa st style companies i'm not sure how many folks know who those are because they usually know them usually don't know who they are but you've been to like 20 of their conferences they're basically owners of like all the big trade shows okay um so i made that list of all the, of the three different buckets and all the companies in those buckets that could potentially do it then who did I know at those companies? What was my relationship strength? And were they the right person to be talking to? And, and, and were we having conversations? So I had this, this, uh, this list going. It was, um, it was great. But, uh, you know, I had my preferred targets and outreach. I was an early investor in. I knew it had, like, substantial potential. And they had just raised a $65 million uh, Series C or D at um, – at a $515 million valuation. So they could afford me. And um, so I went to their conference May of 2018 and I had some time with Manny, the CEO, and I sat down with him and I said, hey, congrats on the round. What keeps you up at night? He said, marketing. And I said, well, we've got the, the world-class media company for B2B salespeople and you've got best-in-class um, sales software. You know, let's make this thing happen. And, uh, and you know, we, we did it. So looking back on it, you know, it was the obvious 
right choice was the best choice we could have made. We've already, you know, probably um, close to, I'd say like six to 10 X the value of um, outreach since then. And most of my deal was in stock. So when we talk about how do we get, how did you know, I was like, how do I 10 X the business? Well, you know, this is, this is the way to 10 X the business. This is, you know, substantial. So, uh, okay. and we didn't just 10 X revenue, we 10 X the value, you know, the value. So, um, I, I have no regrets. I think looking back on sales hacker, there were a lot of things I could have done differently to run a better business. I was, I was young, um, and dumb in a lot of ways, but you know, now, uh, now I've, I've been around the block a little bit more and, definitely would do some things differently. And I think you had Sam Jacobs on here. Who's, who's took a fresh look at things and, and timings, you know, play a key piece too. But yeah, I think he's done a great job of, of building kind of what we probably would have ended up building if we didn't do an acquisition. Like, Oh, how, how do we, how do we build a paid community off the back of this? You know, okay, we've got a hundred thousand free members, you know, what would our conversion rate be to, to some sort of a paid com- community like that? And then, um, see if we can build that up over time, but he's done a he's done a fantastic job with Revenue Collective. Well, yeah, I'd, I'd say you've done much the same, my friend. A, a very very good job. Now, um, it's interesting you should mention that you built a list of uh, potentially ideal customers, ideal buyers for the business. Did you find yourself actually prospecting and approaching those, or did you just work out that outreach was the ideal fit, and then that conversation flowed nicely, and it it just went to. I knew it because they were all like, for the most part, they were all sponsors okay. or like strategic relationships that we already had. So like I got, you yeah. know, serious decisions before they sold to Forrester was a potential acquirer for me. And I had driven up to Connecticut when I was, you know, one, one summer I was in the Hamptons uh, to go see them at their office and just like, you know, shake hands, see how see what they're thinking. Um, so we had the relationship there. We knew all of our sponsors, everybody in SaaS, because you know they sponsored our events. So um, Tout App had sold to Marketo, so I had a buddy who was, you know, all of a sudden now the GVP of strategy there. Um, we had uh, uh, a good friend over at Caldas Cloud who sponsored some of the events, um, who was their head of uh, Corp Dev, um, knew the Corp Dev folks at LinkedIn, uh, knew the the all the marketing leaders at, at HubSpot that we were talking to. And then obviously all the smaller companies uh, and the potential ones like, uh, you know, sales off drift outreach uh, gong, et cetera, et cetera, that we had relationships with through the, um, through the sponsorship and things. So uh, we, we had a lot of those. And then over like over the course of the business, I was on the radar for a lot of these like PE growth equity, um, uh, conference companies as well. So we had some relations, but be- relationships better than others with a, a couple of those, but they kind of all knew who we were. We needed to get our revenue up a little bit more to, to kind of be really interesting to them um, for them to chase. But I think if, if I had come to them and said like, Hey, I'm at options that we, we would have been able to do something, but I, I don't think I would have gotten to that point. Awesome, man. No, it's interesting. The reason I ask is I'm doing a similar process at the moment, putting a list of ideal businesses that could potentially sponsor the show as it's kind of come yeah. got to that stage. So it's, it's yeah. good for us. It's cool for us to learn. Awesome, yeah. man. Well, um, no, it's, it's been interesting to chat. Max, I do like to ask if um, if you could pick just one digital marketing channel 
that can help businesses grow? What would be your choice and recommendation? Ah, man, I don't know if I would, uh, I don't know if I have like one singular choice or not. I would just say that, uh, I don't know if I'd have a singular choice for every business. I love, a, I love a podcast. I just think that you have, whatever you pick, you double down on. So, you know, for us at Outreach, um, I think our podcast has done big things for our business. Um, more specifically, we use it as ABM. So like targeting to get people in conversations, we have them on the podcast. Yep. And then at the same time, the content is more like mass awareness about the business. And then you can chop that up and turn that into other content and use that on, on, you know, all your different channels. Um, so like that to me is the seed for everything else. Like that spring springboards SEO and whatever else, because you're able to turn every episode into a blog post, turn all the content you have into like a top 10 ebook. Let's say there's just, it's so versatile what it allows you to do. And then you can, then you can SEO and, 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 you know, do paid ads and things like that to, everything else that you're doing. Um, so podcast for me is, 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 I think it's been a game changer for us. Definitely. And it's, it's a great recommendation. I mean, it's, uh, it's, it doesn't take much budget. All you need is a little bit of kit and there's plenty of free tools out there that you can just jump right in and, and start producing. And like you say, it just gives you that pillar content, that long, long form content that you can then chop yeah. up, reproduce into videos. Yeah, shout, shout out to Sweetfish, who we, we have used for a long time to do our, our James Carberry. Yeah. They, they, and they've done a great job for us. Great guy. Great team putting out really good content now on LinkedIn, those guys as well. So yeah. uh, make sure you follow the sweet fish guys. Awesome. Max look, really appreciate your time, man. Everyone you've been tuning into Sam's business growth show where we sit down with business leaders, experts and entrepreneurs from around the globe. We find out their story, how digital marketing has helped them along the way and their exclusive tips and insights to help you skyrocket your sales and skyrocket your business. Max, if you could thank just one person, either dead or alive, having a positive influence on yourself and your career, who would that be and why? Oh, my wife, because I'm I'm very intelligent. And, uh, I was <laughs> going to say, safe choice. I was going to say, yeah, exactly, because I picked anybody else. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. She's, she, it, it, now that I have a kid, definitely feels good to know that uh, she's got my back when I got to work like crazy and – the, the kid's going to be in good hands and you know, yeah. I, I, um, I can get the coverage I need. So I, I have to go with that for this stage in my life right now. Too right, man. Congrats again on the little one. I was just saying we've, we've had one too. So I know exactly how you feel with the, the other half helping to support and, and all that yeah. kind of good stuff whilst we're trying to work away and get, get stuff done. So it goes, goes a long way. Much appreciated. Uh, Max, please do tell us a bit more about how everyone can learn from you, how they can connect with you, um, anything you'd like to promote and the best way for people to get in touch with your good self. Uh, yeah, definitely check out Sales Hacker um, for, you know, all the, all the, amazing resources and B2B sales um, and outreach. If you have a, a Salesforce um, and you have sales reps that are doing, that are sending emails, make phone calls, uh, then you should definitely check that out. Um, and then I'm on LinkedIn, Max Outchler. You can find me pretty easily. Uh, that's where I share a lot of my stuff. And uh, we're launching something pretty cool today called coldemailgrader.com, um, where you can go in and type in your, you can copy and paste in your, cold emails and it'll give you a grade and tell you how to make them better. So uh, that's a fun wow. one. But depending when you see this, um, well, definitely it'll definitely be out. That's awesome, man. Is that like an automated tool? 
Uh, yeah, check it out. Sweet. We did some cool stuff with AI and and NLP and, uh, and some things. Um, the, it, one of the things they did, so we had a really uh, brilliant team help us out with it. And uh, there's, I guess, like an open source directory from when Enron got in trouble, you know, with the law and all of the Enron emails are now like public domain. You can get them on like GitHub or something like that. So when you're building a natural language processing application, you can use the hundreds of millions or whatever it is of Enron emails to train the application because it's real life human to human conversation that is happening in these emails. So, wow. so we use these, uh, these open source uh, Enron email database or whatnot to, to train the algorithm plus a, a couple other things, but um, it, it was pretty cool. So that's super smart. What was that link again, man? coldemailgrader.com coldemailgrader.com awesome we'll have to check that out and if you want to grade your email a little free free resource for people sending emails top man top man max really appreciate you coming on dude you're welcome to come back any any time and i'm sure there's another topic that we can uh, pick your brains on be it sales or marketing plenty yeah awesome thanks man appreciate it dude and be sure to hit subscribe if you enjoyed the show we interview business leaders each and every week to help you boost your sales grow your business and make best spend of digital marketing so subscribe to sam's business growth show thank you max thank you everyone for tuning in are you tired of constantly hunting for new customers you could be missing out on regular inbound opportunities all because your website isn't on the first page of google perhaps you're already spending lots of money on advertising but your website is failing to convert all of your hard-earned visitors into a consistent flow of new customers. If you'd like to learn more about our unusual approach that brings idle clients straight to you, connect with Sam Dunning on LinkedIn or book a free 20-minute consultation via webchoiceuk.com. That's webchoiceuk.com. Subscribe today for more digital marketing, sales and business growth tips from the experts.